Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. We are ramping up into summer, but we're not quite there yet. (laughs) Now, what part of Canada are you in? British Columbia, so West Coast. Okay, all right, so you'll be here on my side. So yeah, I, you know, I did all Alberta and Calgary and Banff and even stopped in Canloop, girl. Is the gypsy still in Canloop? <laughs> <laughs> you bet to where I live, I'm honored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you, you live in Canloop? I live in Canloops, yes. Are you a gypsy? I'm not a gypsy. I'm on my way there, though. <laughs> I get more woo every day and I'm embracing it. (laughs) Well, it it was different, you know, because it's a whole culture and they had a reality show on the gypsy culture here. And it's a lot that people really don't understand that it is really a religious doctrine as well. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm not totally familiar with it, but I'm not, I'm open to everybody. Just just be open (laughs) to it. Maybe you can teach them some yoga. How about that? Maybe. (laughs) So welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You are at my location. You are at my spot where the conversation is pointed. The guests are sharp and the responses are never dull. And my lighting is weaving in and out. But today we have Ashley Holmes from BC, Canada. And we're going to create a parallel between yoga, mindset, and fertility. Okay. There's a lot of people that struggle with fertility. I really didn't realize, you know, because I was one and done. I did it one time. I was like, okay, this is overrated. I'm not trying to have four or five of these little critters. Uh, (laughs) But it is a struggle for some people. And I know that, you know, a lot of people go through a lot. My friend went through uh, in vitro and she said that it was hell. She went through it twice to have two kids and giving themselves the injections and, you know, the whole mindset. And then, you know, your, <laughs> your mate's got to be on tap. You know, it's not a whole lot of intimacy sometimes. Okay, I'm ovulating, dude, let's do it. You know, <clears throat> and then if it doesn't take, or if you lose the baby, or if you have to have a surrogate. So there's a lot. So I'm glad that you're here to share with us a natural alternative, or should I say support? Because if we keep it 100% transparent it's not going to work for everybody some people do need medical intervention but if you can prepare your mind your body and your soul you know i think magic can happen absolutely and it is so prevalent in society and it's also so not talked about you know it's like this hidden kind of secret that all these women are suffering with silently Sometimes they're vocal about it, but so many aren't. And I wasn't either. And that didn't serve me. So really just spreading the message that there is a lot that you can do for yourself that is in your control. Okay. So now let's first, we want to start with your history, you know, how you found this. And then we're going to go into the intimacy, the intimate details, because it's not just the woman, the man sometimes needs to step up his game too. That is true. Absolutely. And there's so many factors at play, right? But really doing everything that you can for your mind, body, and spirit so that you can navigate through it and process everything as you're going through it. 
right? Because it is so stressful. So what are you doing with that stress as you're moving through this process? And it seems like the longer that it sort of goes on, the less hope you have, the more stressed you are, and therefore you're reducing your chances. Well, how did you find yoga to be helpful? I found yoga to be so helpful. And from that evolved into many other areas and healing modalities and energy medicine because, and it wasn't the active types of yoga that really made the difference for me. Not the heated, hot yoga, sweaty classes, you know? I was all about those and I thought, what would yin yoga do for me? What would restorative yoga do to me? What would this lying on bolsters do for me? But it really was slowing down, being mindful, being present and shifting energy instead of running away from it and trying, instead of trying to escape it, instead of not being present, instead of not being where I was really disconnected before. And that really brought me into a connected state of being. But it also brought back intimacy. And I tell people all the time, I know you're trying to have a baby, but baby, why don't you start with trying to make love? Yes. You know, because- getting your partner, getting involved in your partner in their headspace, the the art of touch, sensuality. It doesn't even have to be penetration to make love. Or it might be some, you know, off the wall banging kind of freaky stuff. That's good too. But getting into another person uh, and letting them know that you care, that you're doing this to create another human being, that you're doing this because you're soulmates. All of that is very, very uh, it's very, very important. You don't want to just have, make a baby because it's mechanical. And that's what that process kind of feels like. You know, it's an out-of-water experience. It's very regimented. It's very scheduled. It's not spontaneous. It's not, you know, in the heat of the moment, oftentimes it's like, okay, we need to now, you know? And when that energy is behind it, it's not helping you. No, and you know, your your partner is very disconnected too. Because they're saying, okay, I'm feeling like this machine. I'm not feeling love. And when you create a human being, that's the greatest love that you could give. I mean, at the point of conception is a heartbeat. Absolutely. You know, so I've had um, a lot of controversial guests on my show um, because they've turned back a woman's right to choose here in um, the United States. Uh, They sent us back 100 years. Um, I believe that a woman has a right to her own body and to make her own choice. But I had a counselor on that is a abortion coach after someone has had to terminate a pregnancy for whatever reason. And that's a whole mindset too. And she incorporated a lot of these same loving, self-loving modalities to heal. That's one heck of a decision that you have to make for whatever, you know, if it's, because it's unwanted, if it's a medical reason, if the, if it's stillborn, whatever these things are. Again, loving yourself is the key. What do you teach special in your yoga classes when women are experiencing these type of traumas? I think it's so important and it has to be an inward journey. You know, you have to embrace and feel and experience all of your emotions and allow them to be 
so that they're not just sitting in your body so that you can love yourself. And when you love yourself, you love everybody else that much more, but it does start within and you need to create that within and really focus on yourself and take that time for yourself and prioritize yourself. You know, it is going to come back to you twofold. And I think so often we put ourselves last or think it doesn't matter or it's not important or I'll do it when whatever X, Y, Z happens. And it's like, no, you need to take care of you always. And that was a lesson for myself to learn, right? How often do we dismiss ourselves and disqualify ourselves and feel unworthy or this isn't happening because... Right. And right. that's not the case. Or you got the, you know, you got the outside noise of the grandma. When are you guys going to have kids? When are we going to do this? You've been married three years and you're not pregnant yet. You know, all those things create more self-limiting belief, more negative self-talk, more neuro-linguistic language that is not positive to you. So block that out, brains. Tell her if she wants kids, let her get pregnant. Okay. Tell her to go get a grand puppy. <laughs> you know, but get off my back. When it happens, it happens. I get that. So now give us some postures that we can use because what I've been doing is I've been exploring other types of uh, yoga. I've been doing in the morning. Uh, sometimes I just don't feel like doing the whole thing. I do chair yoga, which is, I didn't realize it. It's pretty engaging. Uh, Absolutely. Also, I do the yoga up against the wall. I was having some inflammation in my ankles. They turned into cankles because I was sitting at my computer. But now to do certain poses up against the wall really helps the circulation and the flow. And, and two, in your root chakra area as well, it's very stimulating. Tell us a, a couple moves or something that people can do to just kind of get themselves a little oomph. I think the more that you can open up your hips and work with those postures for your root chakra and your sacral chakra, because that is where your reproductive organs are housed, the more that's going to benefit you. So a recline butterfly position, because you know, not only do you want to get pregnant, but you want this baby to come out with ease as well. So right, it's all right. sort of preparatory to what is to come and to help you to heal better after and everything you do now just creates that ripple effect and i believe and experience this for myself where i had to have an emergency c-section with my twins and then when i had my baby that i conceived naturally i had done all of these things and was able to have a natural delivery and you know was that baby and me yoga 10 days later and wow. just night and day difference. Mm -hmm. And but muscle I, control, muscle control and the breathing yoga is just, I mean, it's, that's what it's rooted in is yes. the breath. And if you can control the breath, remember brains, the breath is the very first gift that we get. Once we come out of the birth canal is the ability to breathe and it controls everything. When you're upset, what do they say? Take a deep breath. When you are having some sort of procedure, be sure to breathe. When you are giving birth, be sure to control your breathing, different type of breathing patterns. And also it allows your body to sweat and exude. Now, yoga is in preparation for meditation. Absolutely. You know, you go through the poses so that 
your energy is settled. So then you can sit in meditation more easily, right? Because how many of us sit down to meditate and our mind is just spinning and racing, but when you sort of release that energy and shifted it, then it's much easier to sit down to. Or if you want to just meditate, maybe a walking meditation would serve you better. A bit of mindful movement, not popping in a podcast, but actually be mindful and present as you're going for a walk. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What about couples yoga? Absolutely. If your partner wants to be involved with it and do it with you, it's going to serve you both, right? And you would have that extra added connection. Mm, that's beautiful. Now you've taken all of this and you've written a book. Tell us about the book and what's your contribution to your, your book. It was just released in June, right? Yes. Nourished. I wrote yeah. a chapter for nourished and I really focused on being fertile in mind, body, and spirit and how we nourish ourselves, how we create that fertile soil within so that it can bear fruit. And there are so many things that we can do. And I put my own daily habits in there that I use. You know, I don't just say all these things. I do them too. And everything I've learned, I do incorporate in my life in some way, shape, or form because it has changed my life and it has transformed me. So you give me a couple of the things that you do in your daily ritual. In my daily life, I do self-reiki on myself. Mm. I meditate daily. I do some form of yoga daily. I journal daily. I read daily. Oh, wow. There's lots of things that I do daily. And it doesn't have to be a long, extensive list. But it's those practices and those self-care things that it's like, that keeps me centered and grounded. That keeps me healthy. That shifts my energy, clears my energy so that I'm replenishing, rejuvenating every single day so that I'm not running from a place of depletion. Right. And consistency. Consistency, consistency. is what makes the cake rise. Is that you have a set of guidelines or rituals or beliefs or exercises that you do every day, but you're consistent with that. And that's very important because I'm not consistent. I ain't gonna lie to you. I do get up every day, you know, uh, as soon as my feet hit the floor, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm thankful because I woke up. So I do do mindful meditation. Uh, I do use my, you know, singing bowls cause I love to change my frequency. That makes me feel real good. I'm not as good with my yoga, but I am watching a uh, KPBS. So when I'm up at five o'clock in the morning, I turn her on and she's got this 30 minute yoga and I'm breaking a sweat. I'm feeling good. What about your diet? You know, a lot of people say that diet is a, a key contributor in uh, fertility and getting yourself motivated. There's so many things that we put in our body that are not good, but what are some of the things that we can put in our body that are good, that can work in conjunction with trying to get, you know, pregnant? So my program focuses on and based on Ayurveda. So mm. your constitution how you were born into this world and you nourish yourself accordingly to what your dosha is, what is predominant for you so that you are feeding yourself and nourishing yourself in accordance to what serves you best. That is most nourishing for you. And the more you sort of implement and incorporate those things, the more you will see and reap the benefit from it. So how do people find out what their dosha is? You can find a dosha quiz and find out, are you kapha, pita, or vata, and I am pita predominant. So I have a lot of fire energy in me. 
So when I became pregnant naturally, you know, first signs and clues were headaches teaching hot yoga and that the heat really doesn't serve me and doesn't like me. I have enough in that already. So I don't do hot yoga anymore, mm-hmm. but I probably wouldn't have stepped away from it if it wasn't for all these learnings and teaching and seeing that that doesn't serve me in the best way, you know, maybe once in a while, but to do that regularly, no, it's not the best thing for me because I run hot as it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, during the pregnancy process, do you recommend yoga? I've seen a lot of, you know, pregnancy massage and certain kinds of classes. How far should a person go or, you know, in your in your expertise, uh, when they're pregnant and doing yoga? I feel like you need to be tuned in and aware to your body and to trust what it's telling you. And when I was getting headaches, I stopped doing hot yoga. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm giving you very little notice, but I'm pregnant and I don't feel good. So I can't keep teaching these classes. And as well, then I just started to do prenatal yoga and shifted sort of I still did yoga but I did it in a far gentler kinder way and that's also what my program is designed for when you get pregnant then the remainder of your container is shifted towards helping you nourishing this baby you've created right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then so many things way to what and what a beautiful way to you know to carry a child I'm telling you we bought my belly we play classical music. I just did the most wonderful things because I wanted that womb to be warm, inviting, loving. I wanted her to expect on the outside what she had on the inside. And people don't do that. You know, sometimes there's stressful situations. Like I said, there may be an unwanted pregnancy. There may be complications with the pregnancy. But please understand that that womb is a separate compartment that can envelop and develop the most amazing human being. Give it your all, you know. Um, you may not be feeling good someday. Just give it a good rub or a good talking to, or you know, if you can, uh, some ice cream. But let that individual inside of your stomach know that they are loved and that they have something wonderful. So I have a very dear friend. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's Dr. Cornell West. He's a very prominent African-American professor here in the United States. And when my mother was passing away, he told me this story. So I'm going to share this with you really, really quickly. And it was mind blowing. He says, you know, the world is a complicated place. He says, because when you enter it, you enter it through a disruptive channel. It is between defecation and urination. You are delivered in a puddle of blood and slime. And I was thinking of this visual and I was like, ew. He said, but once you arrive, they've thrown you a party. They've got you new clothes. They're kissing you. There's bright lights. Everybody's dressed in white. They're so excited to see you. And then you have to go through this thing called life, which is a journey. And when you end that journey, there's another portal that you must go through. Some are forced out, some are kicked out, some are killed. He says, but know on the other side that there's other people waiting for you. There's another party and they'll be happy to see you. And I thought about that and I tell you, it puts so much comfort on my heart because 
it's real. So try to make these portals and these transitions as easy and as gentle on yourself and your body as you possibly can because there are other portals that we have to go through. Many, Definitely. Many. So and to, now, oh, I, I was going to just say that the first pregnancy compared to the second pregnancy, there was so much resistance, right? I didn't want to be experiencing what I was experiencing. You know, I just wanted this to be over. It would be okay when I, once I finally got pregnant. But then when I was pregnant, I was so full of fear that something would happen. So, you know, there's so many layers to sort of work through and to know that to just embrace your journey instead of resisting it and to find that ease and the flow will come. All right. Can you dial back a little bit, if you don't mind sharing a, a little bit uh, with us about the differences and in, in your pregnancies? Really, it took years to become pregnant with twins. And I was in denial for the longest time because I was in my 20s and I didn't think that I would need outside intervention. And I thought I would just happen naturally. And when it didn't, I finally went to the clinic. But I didn't feel like I received the support that would have really helped me. And what happened in my second pregnancy was really just coming home to myself, really just feeling good in my body, mind, and spirit, and trusting my body again, because I didn't believe my body was doing what it was meant to before. You know, I was trying to make all these things happen, and it wasn't responding. Did you, your first pregnancy, you said you had twins. So it was, you know, medically supported? Yes, it was medically supported. And from that experience, I decided I was not ever going to use a fertility clinic again. And so I said, just be okay with having two. You know, you got two. Some people don't get any. Be grateful. And I was grateful, but I also had unexplained infertility. So I also never had any answers. And I really wanted to know. And I feel like I found my own answers through my own journey. Okay. Share as much as you want or not. Can you tell us a little bit about the process? Because I heard that it can be a pretty arduous task. It really is, I felt for myself, an out-of-body experience, right? Mm. It was introducing all these hormones and chemicals and things that you're not used to. And before you were even used to that, it was like, okay, that didn't work. We're on to the next thing. And it's like, Mm. wait a minute. Like, it just really was a roller coaster ride and really emotional. And, you know, I didn't feel good in that process and I didn't enjoy that process. You know, I couldn't wait for it to be over. You had to do it for for a long, well, long period of time. And then you got to the point where they could medically support you. Did you, do they take out the egg and then fertilize it and then re-implant? I didn't go that far, but that was sort of the next steps. And it was when the pressure was off that I actually conceived, right? Wow. And so there is a big lesson in that. And there is big learning for me when I saw how easy it was when I came back into balance and alignment for myself for things to happen naturally. So what happened with the big surprise on the third baby? (laughs) It was a shock because I, I didn't believe I had a limiting belief that I couldn't conceive naturally. And I was shocked beyond belief. And I was like, I'm late. I've only ever been late once in my life. Could I be, is this really happening? And I was like, wow, this did happen naturally 
from a state of love and flow and you know embodying and embracing myself and having a spiritual connection instead of being disconnected wow well you better be careful because you could probably have six or seven more now you're still young and vivacious <laughs> so what would you tell a woman that's in the space right now a couple you know not just you know just a woman but what would you say to uh, a male or, or a female that is struggling with infertility they really want children um but they're in a bad headspace I think that you need to take care of all of you. And it's not just your body, it's all of you. So the thoughts that you're thinking, the food that you're eating, incorporating exercise, if it's not yoga, if you don't think yoga's for you, but try it. You know, I didn't think it was for me or that style was for me either, but you don't know unless you try, you don't know unless you experience. And perhaps maybe some of these things are less tangible, but experience them for yourself because you feel the energetic shifts. And the yeah. more you do them, the more you feel them and you embody them. And you're like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to feel. This is my natural state. And you, there's no going back. What's seen can't be unseen. And you know, I'm grateful for my process and everything that I learned on my journey. Well, you know, and I'm telling you, Brains, if you've never tried yoga, because there's a lot of people out there, it is the bomb sniggity. 20 <laughs> minutes. 30 minutes, just connecting with the breath. Oh, and don't, um, again, don't let me break a sweat. I just feel like I have just turned the world upside down. There are so many different types of yoga. If one doesn't work for you, try another, try another, try another. And don't worry about the poses. Worry about connecting, grounding, connecting with your chakra, connecting with the universe, setting your intention. All of those things, that, that's so important. And I'm telling you, once you get that, your body will be like a noodle. I love, it when, I love it when she says, now breathe into your hip. I used to think, how do you breathe into your hip? And now I can center my breath and direct my breath to go into a certain part of my body that relaxes it with ease and flow. Yes. And it took me so long. It was actually when I was pregnant and we did a practice outside in a labyrinth where all of that all the things that I had heard for so long actually landed in my mind, in my body, my spirit. And I was like, this is what they meant. Because for the beginning of the practice, I was struggling because I was in my early months and I was like, I can't keep up. I can't breathe deeply. What's happening? And I just had to release and let go and surrender to all of that. And then I actually landed in my body and I was like, oh, it makes sense now. But it took a while for me to get there. It Absolutely. wasn't just a one and done thing. Absolutely. And now what they're doing in schools is they are teaching children to be more mindful, mindfulness, instead of punishing them with the standards or standing in the corner or being humiliated or detention. What they're teaching them to do is to quiet the monkey mind, to sit there in silence, to meditate. They teach them emotional freedom technique. There's some places that are working with children with Reiki. There's a lot of other healing modalities that you can use as a parent besides corporal punishment or, you know, mental punishment. Teach so, them to channel that energy in other kinds of ways. It's so funny because, well, it's not, but, you know, I bought myself this infertility workbook back many years ago when I was trying to conceive and 
I was only recently a few months ago flipping through it and EFT was in there. I'm like, I didn't even realize EFT was in there, but reading it isn't the same as doing it. And that's why sometimes it's so helpful to have that support and someone to teach you and for you to learn from because reading it from a book doesn't necessarily transition into you being able to do that and embody and embrace it for yourself. And it's but like, it makes sense now, but mm-hmm. at the time I was like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what this means. I don't know how to do this for myself. And when the student is ready, the teacher will appear because what you did is you had a point of reference. You had something to go back to. So again, brains, it may not hit you the first time. It may not hit you the second time. That's like me. I'm reading, thinking, go, well, I'm listening to it now. Think and grow rich for the fifth time. And every single time there is a nugget. There seems like something that didn't apply before that is so relevant right now. So I'm so glad that you're doing the work that you're doing. Please tell my brains about, you know, your classes, your offering, your book, how to get in contact with you, Ashley. So there are many ways to get in touch with me or to work with me or to experience for this yourself. There are three multi-author books on Amazon that you can find links to and either get the Kindle version or the paperback. So there is The Sacred Dance, Wisdom from Leaders Living a Soul-Led Life. There's Sacred Surrender, Courageous Leaders Leading in Their Divinity. And Nourished is Wisdom from Leaders Living a Soul-Led Life. So those are three books where if what I'm talking about resonates with you, you can experience those further from your, for yourself. And I'm part of a platform called Vibely, where I do yoga classes and meditations and chakra work so that you can experience it for yourself on a smaller scale. And then there is my one-to-one holistic fertility coaching program. And you can also join my holistic fertility coach Facebook group where it is a community of women to support you on your journey. So you don't feel like you're alone so that there are experts brought in to help you in different healing modalities and things that you can do and incorporate for yourself on this process. Well, brains, you can uh, make a friend and also do a bend. (laughs) Here's all the information for us here on the edge. Uh, You see that? Let me get it right here in front of the camera in your face. You see that? That's where I want you to like, love, and share. Like, love, and share so that you can figure out what's going on with your mind, your heart, your soul, your body, your diet, your finances, your relationship, all that good stuff. Because there's people like Ashley Holmes that have dedicated their life to sharing this with you. She could keep all this information to herself. But no, what she did is she wants to pour into you organically and stand back and watch you blossom like a lotus flower thank you so much for being here with me ashley come back and visit me again Uh, we're going to put all your information at the back of this interview as well as in the show notes like love and share get in the community ask some questions snoop around uh, because you're not alone you know there's other people that are going through the same thing and this is a, a sacred community where you can You know, maybe talk to someone offline, maybe talk to Ashley, maybe get some additional resources, what they're going through, if they're doing, you know, medically assisted births, or if they've had some sort of trauma, they've had to terminate a birth, and, you know, they just don't know where they are, but women helping women. And men, you could tap in there too. 
uh, because you want to help your partner. You want to help your wife. You want to be supportive. You want to get in the headspace and understand where she is. It's not just hormones raging. You know, it's uh, it's God at work. So thank you so much, Precious. You are the best. Thank you so much. It's been a joy to be here. All right. Keep it easy, Brains. <music>